You're listening to Slice of Joy, a podcast series produced by Say It, StoryWorks Alaska's youth team. I'm Emma Knapp. I'm Bethany Smithstead. I'm Victoria Rossa. And I'm Bianca Popescu. And in this series, you'll hear stories of joy shared during online story circles, an informal space to share and connect. In episode one, youth were given the opportunity to share a story in response to the following prompt. What is a holiday moment that brought you comfort, joy, or a sense of connection recently or in the past? Using this prompt, storytellers shared a compilation of holiday-themed stories from Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Starting off, we'll hear from Claire, who found joy and inspiration in a unique costume that turned out to be a major conversation starter. The summer before fourth grade, um, I had gone with my family to Northern California, where my grandparents lived at the time, and we went on a trip to like the Northern California coast, which is a foggy rainforest, a lot like Oregon or Washington. And one of the uh, endemic species there is the banana slug. And I saw a whole bunch of banana slugs and I fell in love with them. And I knew right then on that trip that I was going to be a banana slug for Halloween. So um, for Halloween, uh, my mom always like made me a costume like some years I was an owl. I was actually an owl a lot of years because that was my obsession before banana slugs. But uh, that year she had to make me a banana slug costume. So we went to Joanne Fabrics and we picked out the disgusting yellow colored fleece fabric. And she sewed me like a slug shaped suit out of it um, with like a head part with like eye stalks sticking out of it and big googly eyes on them and like a slug tail. And uh, so that Halloween, like we took pictures of me and my brother in our costumes and like I lay down on the floor and slid like a slug for my picture. Uh, It was really cute. Kind of weird for me to describe myself as cute, but it was. Uh, I like to look at that picture from time to time because it reminds me of like good memories. Anyway, um, when I went trick-or-treating that night, I had to explain to all the people who I got candy from like what I was like because they'd never seen somebody dressed as a banana slug before. So like they were like, what are you? Are you an alien? And I was like, no, I'm a banana slug. And some people didn't believe me and they tried to argue with me that I was actually an alien. Um, I, I could not convince them otherwise. So yeah, that was probably the best Halloween I ever had because like my costume was a real conversation starter and I got some good slug photos out of it. Thank you, Claire, for sharing your story and showing us that you can find joy in the most unexpected ways. Next, we have Bianca, who shares her experience with finding peace this holiday season. A little thing about me is, like, I'm not the most fond of the holidays. I don't dislike them. It's just, like, that time of year rolls around, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. But... Because it's always been kind of stressful. I go back and forth between two families, and they always want, like as much time as possible um but this year was a little different 
and for example like over thanksgiving we usually have at my dad's house the entire like their side of the family is over and like i love them to death i really do and i really missed having them there this year but at the same time it was also really nice to have just like a quiet dinner and because there was like no huge party or anything I wasn't like pulled around to like go to certain houses at a certain time because things were planned. Nothing was really planned. So it was really nice because it took like only an hour to set up my plans for the holidays. And it usually takes like the course of a day. And I was like, this is kind of nice. And so we just sit down and we have dinner and it's silent. And I feel like it would have been awkward had I not enjoyed it so much. And again, it's not like I don't like having the rest of my family there. I really do miss seeing them, but it was nice having it just be peaceful for once. And a similar thing happened on Halloween because during Halloween, we you know do the usual stuff. We go down to the crawl space, get the Halloween decorations for inside the house. We didn't decorate much outside, which is kind of ironic. But yeah, it was like usual stuff, like going down, getting the decorations. I found the old Raggedy Ann doll in our crawl space, scared my sister with it. I mean, I'm the older sib I'm the oldest sibling. What do you expect from me? But yeah, there's stuff that was very similar, but like Halloween rolls around and there's no one outside. And my sister was just like, we could walk around. So I get in my costume, which kind of annoys her because she doesn't want to do that. And I was like, come on, it's Halloween. And I like to dress up. So I get into like my costume, which I have no idea what it is to this day. I think I was like a ghost or a corpse or something dead. I, I don't know. Um, and we walk around and it's like really cold because this is Alaska and it's October. And so we're walking around and like, because it's cold, I notice like the stars are out. So I'm walking around looking at the stars and she wants to go home. So we go home and I also want to go home too because I'm cold, but then I go back out and she doesn't come with me this time, but my stepmom and my dad do. And we walk around for a bit and I usually hate the cold, like hate it with a passion, but I was out there looking at the stars. So I was having a great time and there was no one there, which would usually be creepy, especially since it's Halloween and also a full moon but I was, I was having the best of times, like the greatest of times doing absolutely nothing. So I was out there like contemplating existence itself and it was nice. So like for, for like first time in a long while, I'm like actually genuinely excited for Christmas because it doesn't seem like it's going to be as stressful. Like I still miss having like a lot of family there, but it's also really like quiet and peaceful. And so that seems pretty interesting to me. So I'm curious to see how it turns out. Thank you, Bianca, for sharing your story and showing us that quiet isn't always a bad thing. Now we'll hear from Victoria, who reminisces about a cherished Thanksgiving memory. When I was younger, I used to live um, about 20 minutes from the Otai border. Um, and um, this isn't, there's not a specific moment that this happened during the holidays, but it's more of a tradition that we used to have on Thanksgiving. And 
for days, my aunt and my mom and um, my abuela would be like planning Christmas dinner and then my abuela would make tamales and then um, we would buy all the stuff in the US and then we'd cross the border to Mexico. And um, we used to get all the food ready and plan it out. And um, on the day we'd cross, we'd start cooking like early in the day and I would watch them start cooking and get everything ready and um, like opening the oven several times to check on the turkey. Um, but it always took them like such a long time to cook everything. And so they would be in the kitchen like sweating and working so hard. And I would be like, wow, that must take so much effort. Um, and it did, but um, my dad would get really frustrated because they'd be in there for hours. And so at one point he would just look at me and be like, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna go get tacos? And so we'd cross the street and we would go um, buy these super cheap tacos and eat tons of them. And then we'd come back and food still wasn't ready. So by the time food was ready, which honestly was usually at like midnight, which is sort of the tradition part because we always eat super late on Thanksgiving. Um, we, we would eat Thanksgiving and we would eat all this delicious food. But I guess the part about it that brings me joy is that um, I used to love just watching them cook and like, um, the whole process of it and the whole thing of like going to eat tacos with my dad. So um, yeah, I just look back on it since moving to Alaska and I, I remember it with a lot of um, happiness. So. Thank you, Victoria, for sharing your story and reminding us that small moments can, br can bring great joy. Next up is Ava, who shares her story about finding the courage to connect with someone from the past. Um, so this story is from last Thanksgiving. Um, so every Thanksgiving, I, me and my family, my sister and my mom and dad, uh, we go to our cousin's house um, and we have a big family gathering with my aunts and uncles and grandma. Uh, and it's, it's a really nice experience. Uh, we weren't able to do it this year because uh, of COVID, but Last year we did, um, and some of our uh, family friends and uh, my cousin's family family friends uh, also come and visit. Um, and so last year, my old piano teacher was there, and I hadn't seen her in maybe like seven years or something. It'd been a really long time, uh, and I've taken piano for a really long time also uh, with several different teachers. And so, you know, I was really shy at first. I was like well, you know, I don't know if she'll recognize me. Uh, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. Like, I was really nervous about going and saying hi to her. And my dad was kind of pushing me to go like, go say hi, she'll definitely remember you. And so I, I walked up to her and I was like, hi, Miss Gwen. And so, and at first she just stared at me with like a blank face and I, and I got really scared. Uh, but then like this moment of recognition just like came upon her and she uh, was like, oh my goodness, Ava. Um, and it was just really nice to be recognized. And we had ended up having a whole conversation um, that lasted like at least 30 minutes. Um, and it was just really nice to be able to reconnect with her. And like, I didn't expect it to happen. Um, it was very unexpected, but it ended up being a very positive experience. 
sorry, experience. Um, and so I think that's something that was uh, really enjoyable for me last Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story, Ava, and showing us that courage can bring unexpected joy. Now we'll hear from Fatima, who shares her story about connecting with family this holiday season. My family and I don't really celebrate holidays. Um, I think it's more of a recent thing where we started to celebrate actual holidays. I think around maybe when I was 10 or 11 so. So normally, since I'm the youngest in the house, um, I'm usually the one that celebrates or does things by myself. And for the first time in a very, very long time, um, my family and I actually have been able to spend a whole holiday together, which is really, really cool. Um, my siblings and I, our birthdays are within the same, I guess, week span. Um, my brother starting and then me ending. So we had just had Thanksgiving that was last week and my brother's birthday was yesterday. <laughs> my sister's birthday is in a few days and then my birthday is followed by that. So this whole week, we've actually been spending time with each other, which is crazy because we haven't ever really done that, especially during the holidays. And since I've always seen the holidays being something that you would spend with your family and your loved ones and your friends, it's really cool that I've gotten to experience that this year because normally we are like spending it by ourselves or individually. So yeah. Um, also, Normally I am the one cooking every holiday. <laughs> and this year was the first year where my sister actually helped me cook, which helped so much because I normally am really nervous and stressed out. And this is the first time I think I've ever cooked during a holiday where I actually was like, you know what, you got this, like you can relax. And normally that's not a thing for me, so yeah. Thank you for sharing your story and the importance of connection during these difficult times. Next up is Lily, who shares her story of adapting to change this holiday season. So I think one of my favorite holidays that I, I just have the most positive memories associated with it is um, Thanksgiving, especially since coming to college. And I'm not necessarily a big fan of like the fact that we celebrate that holiday in the history but I do love any excuse to like be with family and celebrate food um and so usually what I do is um you know I can't go to Alaska so I go and visit some family up in Seattle um and it's my mom's side of the family and it's a lot of like really cool badass um women and there's a lot of gay people in, on that side of my family um and so it's always really rejuvenating to be with those members of my community who are also in my family we just like we dance and make food together and watch movies and it's just like really really wonderful um but this year I was really sad that that just wasn't an option um especially having um older family members is just not safe um and so I live in a house off campus and a lot of um I go to college and a lot of my friends are in a similar situation, especially my housemates. Um, and they're sad to not be able to go home. So we went, we decided to go really hard for Thanksgiving this year. Um, and we planned a bunch of stuff. We had like 
you know, having mac and cheese, we had pumpkin pie, chocolate pie, apple pie, um, yams with goat cheese and bacon, um, bacon wrapped, um, green beans. I did like a collard greens thing and then a kale thing. Anyway, we had a bunch of stuff and everyone's um, dietary restrictions were accommodated. Um, so it ended up being like a really fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, and for this Thanksgiving, I ended up cooking with my partner a lot, um, who I live with. And um, I love him so much, but he has some neurodivergencies. So when he's really stressed out, um, especially in the kitchen, it starts like coming through. And so this year he was in charge of doing the turkey for our entire Thanksgiving. Um, so it was big and he was, and no one liked turkey. So it was his job to make it creative. And so he went with the turkey mole recipe. Um, but I'm also sorry for my very white pronunciation of that. But anyway, so we went to the grocery store to try to get the mole. Um, and it was gluten, it had gluten in it. And one of our housemates is severely allergic to gluten. So he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'll just make my own from scratch um, the day before Thanksgiving. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, that sounds great. But in my head, I was like, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> um, and and <laughs> so it did turn into like a two hour process of, um, <laughs> going back and forth trying to find the right peppers. And he was like, no, it's not the right peppers. It has to be the right peppers. And I was like, no, I really think this is fine. I think this is what's actually the recipe calls for. And he was like, no, it's not, it's not right. It's not right. We have to get the right chocolate. We have to get the right spices. Um, and then we got home and I was like, cool, let's maybe prep before tomorrow because we're making a bunch of stuff. And he was like, no, it's good. It's good. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. Sure. Cool, 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 cool. Um, because I learned this Thanksgiving that I'm actually really anal <laughs> um, when it comes to cooking. I plan 24 hours in advance and I make everything early and I lay out all of my ingredients beforehand. Um, so <laughs> we were cooking together and <laughs> it was just kind of, I'm like laughing about it because I kind of enjoy these interactions, but it was the biggest meal that we had to do and is him periodically freaking out and being like, this is a disaster. This is going to completely fall apart. It's ruined and me being like, no, 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 we can do it. We can figure it out. Um, and so it was kind of grueling. Um, and our housemate was there being like, this is so wild, <laughs> um, watching this all unfold. Um, but ultimately um, we did it. It came out really well. And I actually, um, Think that we improved our communication together <laughs> really well through doing this. Um, and yeah, ultimately, this turned out to be like one of the best Thanksgivings I've ever had, um, just with a lot of people that I really love. Um, and everybody got to have their equal say in what we ate and how we celebrated. Um, and it was just, it ended up being really wonderful. And it was something that we all really needed um, this year. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story about how things can still turn out okay, even when they don't go according to plan. Next up is Kate, who shares her story of comfort. So I've always really loved sticking to, you know, tradition of, you know, I, we, our family only really celebrates uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I think this year, I felt a lot of panic, you know, because I didn't want things to really change with COVID. Um, 
but usually every year, me and my immediate family, we go out to our little cabin out in Petersville and have a stressful Thanksgiving dinner because there's no electricity and you still have to make everything. But I just found this year surprisingly comforting knowing that tradition didn't really change because, I mean, it was still the long evenings of cooking with no electricity and then going on long hunts in the forest to find a Christmas tree that's just just right. (laughs) But I just found that super nice just to make sure that even though things are different now, our holidays aren't going to be too different because we're still going to have the spirit, I guess, of, of Christmas, Thanksgiving, or whatever else you might celebrate. Thank you for sharing your story, Kate, and showing us the importance of tradition. Now we'll hear from Lillian, who shares her story of friendly competition with family. Um, so my story actually goes to a couple days ago um, for the lawn break during like Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Um, so something my family does on like um, holidays, especially special holidays. Um, this year was extra special because my sister had finished her first semester of college at home um, and we were really proud of her. So we brought out the cards and we always play cards for special um, evenings. And we play this game, um, kind of translate into English, like um, having the high card. Um, and so we would play this game. And so you would have um, maybe, I think it's like 20 cards. Um, and the goal of the game is to get rid of all your cards. And if someone plays a single card, you'd play a single card that's bigger. Um, and you continue. And there's like a special rule where if you have three of the same number, you can like bomb the first, um, if someone play like a single card, same thing as like four of the same card to two um, and etc. And so we started playing and we didn't realize how great um, my little sister was. And so she had won the first couple rounds and me and my sister looked at each other and were like, wait a second, we have to step up our game here. Um, and so we kept playing. I think we played for about five hours and it was really, really fun because usually we don't do that many family gatherings or card games. Um, it was great because it's like a very kind, competitive atmosphere. Um, and it was really funny. Um, and so, yeah. Thank you for sharing a fun memory about spending time with your family, Lillian. Next up is Ame and her story about how a short walk created a breathtaking and peaceful memory. So my story is about last Christmas. Um, It was one of my favorite Christmas memories. My family and I um, went to the coast with my parents' friend and his son. And we all went on a walk in the dark. And it was really pretty seeing like all the trees covered in snow and like looking out at the landscape. And I remember like we could see the stars really well. And we had to wade through deep snow like on our way back. But it was like so fun spending time together. And I remember how peaceful and quiet everything was. It was just like our group and didn't see anyone else. And um, I remember also um, my parents' friend's son, who was just like seven, was like so excited to see everything. 
it was one of his first times like going on a big walk and so it was really a special moment. Thank you for showing us that solace can be found in companionship and nature. Up next is Meg, who shares a story about how they overcame their fears through making s'mores. I was thinking of a story and I kept coming back to this one where I was really, really small. To put in perspective, I was eight and had, and a few months ago had just gotten out of using a high chair. So I was very small as a kid. And I lived in Miami at this time, and outside we, um, kind of like on the side yard sort of area, we had this stove, or, well, sure, that's what it's called, a stove. Um, it was, and we made s'mores on it. And I was terrified of every sound ever and so a car would pass by and i'd drop my stick someone would walk past i would drop my stick fire would make crackling sound and i would drop my stick <laughs> and i just about like every time i remember that i i just feel i just remember where i started and now where I am, where I'm still terrified of sounds, but not as many. And after I made s'mores, where I finally got a s'more, I dropped like eight marshmallows, and I finally got a s'more. We went up to mom's office where the tree was and presents were, and me and my brother laid down, and we slept on the floor, and in the morning we opened presents, and it was probably one of my best Christmases. Thanks, Meg, for showing how comfort from community can help in overcoming fears. Up next is Bethany, who shares a story about a fun family tradition. A holiday moment that has always brought me joy is the whole experience of receiving and opening advent calendars. And if you don't know what an advent calendar is, uh, there are these calendars with little boxes in them and in them are um, something special for each day. So every year since as long as I can remember, my siblings and I have received beautiful advent calendars from our mom. And looking back, I remember the joy of receiving one on, De on December 1st and feeling the excitement every day to see what I would be getting. And now as, if I, as I have gotten older, the advent calendar themes have changed. Sometimes they're um, Sometimes they're, they're little chocolates or toys or other types of candies. And um, though personally, I have always appreciated the little chocolates with the different designs because they're, um, uh, they're just so fun. And uh, the cover design has always been an added joy to the process as it um as it reflects on what's on the inside and um in like if it's a classical design then there's usually classical uh christmas designs on the little chocolates or toys and um and usually my mom orders us these really beautiful designs um this year we we each received a classical design and 
it's it's just a wonderful reminder of Christmas and um, and the experience has also been a worthwhile part of receiving the calendars um, and sharing that thrill with my siblings as they also have their own unique calendars and just seeing what they've gotten and comparing the two sometimes we'll trade but um, uh, the the calendars receiving them on December 1st has always been um, uh, special because it's it's like the start of the Christmas season for us and so every year I really look forward to them thank you thanks for sharing the joys and importance of tradition Bethany Thanks for listening, and thank you to all of our storytellers for sharing a few moments of joy. Due to the overall uncertainty regarding the state of the world right now, we don't really know when our next pod podcast episode will be available, but we promise there will be another, so stay tuned. A big thank you to Spirit of Youth and StoryWorks Alaska.